You're listening to the Bullet List Podcast. Join Bob Toovey of Event Planner News and Keith Johnston of Planner as they talk about sustainability and the progress it's made within the events industry. And here we are on another episode of the Bullet List. You know, and we're talking about sustainability and sustainability in events. And that harkens back. Look, I used harkens, harkens in a sentence, Bob. Uh, it harkens back to a post I wrote in 20 freaking 11, and nothing has been done. So give us an outline of that post then. Uh, actually, I had quite a few back then, but the last one I wrote was about greenwashing, you know, not to fall for greenwashing, and, and that a lot of companies back then were actually saying things were environmentally friendly or sustainable uh, but but again they weren't they were just you know putting lipstick on a pig if you will um you know and, and so here we are talking about it again here we, we fast forward 12 years nothing's been done at all um i no no that's not true um i'm just being a little bitter um you know some things have have some things have been done well, as, as an outsider, I do still consider myself a bit of an outsider's events industry, kind of an observer looking in. And I have to say, there's been an awful lot of talk about sustainability. But has there actually been anything happening? I don't think so. Not enough. Not Nothing major. Yeah, okay, we're dumping plastic for paper plates. You know, we're scooping stuff up and dividing up for recycling. But, but we're doing that anyway. Right. And it's been talked about since 2011. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, and even you know, and even prior to that, I mean, I think probably since the mid 2000s, you know, it it's really been a thing. And there are a lot. First, well, for, let's first define sustainability. That's a good idea, right? So, what is it? It is the goal of of the people to safely coexist on Earth over a long period of time. Um. That's the Wikipedia definition. But basically, you know, it should mean that if you have an event, you're not wrecking the fucking environment having the event. Or if you do, if you are wrecking the fucking environment, you're doing things to offset your damage. So it makes it sustainable. It's going to continue on. Actually, just to pick that up, isn't it interesting how people will say, you know, okay, we're offsetting our carbon footprint. Wouldn't it be better not to have a carbon footprint or at least a very much reduced carbon footprint in the first place? Just a thought. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. But no, so, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right. But, but that's where virtual and hybrid come in, right? So, you know, if you have people, you know, that allows your audience to make choices on what they do. Um, but this is it's a thing. Everybody's saying um, virtual is dead. Everything's face to face. No, it's not. Because if you think about it, if you've got if you're running a conference, either for your association or for your corporate business, and people are coming from far, far away, then they're going to be flying in, taking a taxi. Um, there's all sorts of non-sustainable actions happening. So surely having a virtual component means you're actually being sustainable because you're not getting people flying in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, so it's petrol's not dead. Well, and you're low, and there you go. You're lowering your carbon footprint because if you used to have, you know, a thousand people, you know, in person, but now two hundred of them don't come, carbon footprint goes down. But you know, here is where you run into those problems, and I do not want to go deep down this rabbit hole. And it was actually, actually, a conversation I had with someone from the EPA, and we were both stumped at the end of the conversation. Uh, and this goes back yeah, a long time. Uh, it was when flash drives, where when when everyone thought paper, right? You know, having all this paper at events what was was bad for the environment. When when paper is actually the most sustainable thing we have. Um, but I had asked the question of the person from the EPA because to make a flash drive is horrible for the environment, right? You've got mercury and lead and all of these things that, oh, and then and when a, all encap encapsulated within plastic, right? And and so I I so I I was having it was we were having a good time talking about it, right? It was in the evening at a networking thing, and I'm like, so I was like, when does the paper become better than the flash drive right where is that midpoint where where all of a sudden you were giving everybody flash drives and you know but what's the point when when that's actually worse for the environment and the epa person was like you got a point and we don't know <laughs> oh, right yeah, because, because well, if you think about it i mean it's all very well handing out flash drives and saying no more paper but surely paper is so much easier to recycle it is. than a flash drive. It is. I'm not well, saying it, everybody should go out and print everything now and, and not bother with it. But, you know, if you are being considerate with the environment, then you will do minimal amount of printing, uh, printing yeah. out. But it's still going to be better recycle uh, recy in ways of recycling. Paper is easier to, to do than it must be than a flash drive. Oh, absolutely! And even if you know the other the other rage was to go with an app, right? Okay, we're going to have an app rather than all these printed binders and things like that. Legit, right? You know, at least it makes people things. But no one ever stops to think about. Okay, well, what are all of the ramifications of that? Right? If you have an app, it lives in a data center. The data center is. I mean, they are notoriously bad for the environment because they suck so much power, um, you know, the, but then you've got the paper right now. If you're giving out printed binders and everybody's and this is getting way into the weeds on this, but people are getting on an airplane with that binder. It adds a weight to the airplane. Right. You, I, I mean, you just have to make, I guess, intelligent choices. Um, Best suited to whatever conference or event that you are attending or creating i guess yeah well and that takes us to the you know you know first off why is it important to be sustainable right it's you know we want to be sustainable so that we're not all living in some dystopian world where parts of the world have no water and mad max is now your mc <laughs> because everything is gone right <laughs> you know you you actually that that's the biggest reason to become sustainable and it's actually just good business well actually surely it's also um uh financially is also something that's worth doing yeah it is you know when you're swapping out the water bottles for the uh you know for water in a pitcher you know you're saving a ton of money you know we were just down at you know, we did a, a client event at, you know, fancy schmancy hotel down there in Scottsdale. 
and a bottle of water was like six bucks. You know, but, you start putting, the, huh? And the thing is, those bottles are made of plastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you go back to the, the whole thing again. No. Yeah. But then again, I just said Scottsdale and water in the, <laughs> the same <laughs> sentence. And, you yeah. know, you know, is encouraging more development in the desert a good thing? So, I mean, you can yeah. literally get so picky and nuanced on this stuff uh, that you can, you just have to do the best you can. Um, well, um, this is why you kind of need a, not just an event plan, but maybe a sustainability plan. I know oh, the two would... should be integrated fully, but that's uh, not always possible. So, well, you know, yeah, no, you're right. It's not always possible, but where you can, you should. Um, you know, but now, you know, we're finding ourselves in a, in a position where people can't, you know, the challenges of, of making your event sustainable, you know, you've, you know, planners are too overworked and too short staffed to, I like, I, I, we, we work with one company and one planner and I know that she is underwater, right? She is so flipping busy that looking at sustainability options, just, it's not on our radar. It can't be. Um, so that's, you know, one of the challenges. Well, that brings us really on to the next bit, which is uh, how, how do you make these changes? What are the challenges that people are going to face? And yeah. one of them, from just following on from what you've just said, basically is if you haven't got time to do it, then you have to work with partners and suppliers who are embracing it to some extent sustainability. Yes. Uh, and that, then, and that's the easiest you, way. That, is, that has to be the easiest way, but you have to vet each one to make sure that they're meeting some kind of sustainability goal level standard sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, and it's really funny, you know, some some hotels or venues that you go to, you know, are rock solid. You know, they, they've, they've done work on their buildings and they're now LEED certified, which over here is the big, you know, hey, our building is as good as it's going to as green as it's going to get, um, you know, and they've built it into their everyday practices where they're composting, they're recycling, um, you know, uh, you know, especially the ones that have taken like single stream waste where everything goes into one bin and then it gets sorted. That is, I mean, you get that and it's awesome, right? Because you don't have to think about, you no, know, what's um... going on what. Well, I went to visit um, a hotel last year, and they were very proud that each of their rooms had two bins. They were encouraging their own, um, you know, their own clients and customers to actually do the separation. Yeah. And yeah, you could do it in a single bin, but if you can actually get there early and get people to start separating straight away, it makes it good. easier on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it does. Um, so, but back to the, the challenges that people are facing, you know, not only those people are the overworked ones, then you get some that are just lazy or don't care. I mean, I hate to say it, but there are plenty of planners out there that don't. Um, they, it's just not a priority for them. Um, then you go to places like um, certain states here in the United States uh, where local governments make it impossible. Um, and then our industry groups. I don't want to give them a failing grade on this, but they're getting a failing grade. I'm like that teacher, that high school teacher. I don't want oh, yeah. to fail you. I don't want to fail you, Bob, but I got it. 
<laughs> yeah. So our industry groups, honestly, I, there's I, I, there's no one leading. There's no one dr- leading the charge. I must say, of, of all the reports I do get to see um, via my own daily activities, um, it's always down to seeing uh, posts that are saying you should embrace sustainability, you should do this, you should do that. But I don't see a lot of posts, if any, coming from the associations that I keep an eye on. They're actually going, we encourage all our members to do the following. Yeah. I'm sure internally they may be putting out communications saying doing this, but it's not public. It doesn't seem like a priority. Um, it could be fun financial stuff. Well, it comes back. Well, everything comes down to two things: money or lazy. Those are your. T- <laughs> yeah. So, both at so, the same time. All yeah. right. Uh, all right. Now, but anyway, so, moving on from that, yeah, because we should. But, but yeah, before on. we get in all kinds of trouble, I'm going to spin yeah. us back to going back to what are some ways that people can be sustainable, and you know, we already mentioned you know, picking the right venue. But what are some other ways? Um, well, again, it comes down to the partners and the vendors you're working with. If you're going to take in somebody who's perhaps um, doing beverages, drinks, food, that sort of catering, you know, choose the one who's going and using sustainable options like paper yes. plates, paper cups, yeah, you know, uh, things yeah. that uh, have a better chance of being recycled as opposed to filling a landfill composting you know they do all of that all of that great stuff we even I, when i used to work for the restaurant show i actually took a gig working in someone's booth uh for the restaurant show uh, and they actually had a trash bag that was biodegradable right you would oh, you know yeah. once literally once the trash bag went into the landfill it was made from corn it it, it would start to disintegrate and then it would be gone and then that would let everything else well (laughs) literally the second any organic material hit it it started its process oh no and literally you would put stuff in there in the morning and by lunchtime the whole bottom of the bag was gone (laughs) so that that was a little bit awesome um you know but to that to that point with the with the with choosing the right vendors, right? When you get caterers or or venues that in-house catering, you know, that are serving local sustainable food, right? Like the Pittsburgh Convention Center. I know they used to, I don't know if they still do, but they used to actually have a garden on the roof where oh, wow. all where all of the herbs came from for the food. That is so cool. I know some of the ones, again, the one I a hotel I visited last year, um, they had beehives on the roof. Yeah, the, the the Marriott Magnificent Mile here in Chicago has a... Isn't that cool? They have a beekeeper and, like, a hive. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is really brilliant. And uh, that is, it's, well, and here's the thing. It's, A, right, you're now responsible. You're being a little bit more responsible. Um, but it's cool. It's a cool story, right? The fact that you've, that you've got a beekeeper and the fact that you have a farmer... Or uh, you know, on staff, right? Because they are the ones yeah. up there growing the food. That is so cool. That is cool. That is cool. Another thing that uh, actually I have a problem with is um, paper paper badges. You, when you turn up at an event and you have to go through the machine, you get given something to print out. Or actually, many 
the one thing I've noticed that, that some of them are doing now is they're encouraging you to print it out. Which yeah, I don't, that I just saves it, them money. It's it's a money saving exercise as opposed to sustainability. Um, I know we can get gadgets to hang around our neck that has a display, flashing lights, LCD, whatever, and you can see who it is. So you're not, but then you've got to produce that. It's just I don't know ticketing and. So this is actually one of those times when you can say there isn't a better option currently, right? There isn't, you know, I, I've actually, yeah. I've actually tried on one of those little LCD LED or, uh, you know, screens that go that you can put stuff on. Well, you try and put that on a shirt and it's so heavy that it all, it's pulling on your shirt as it's trying to fall off and you, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Gravity's grabbing it and pulling the yeah. shirt off. Yeah. You know, so um, I think, but you know, the newer badges that don't make use of the plastic sleeve. Now that is, I mean, at least that's one step in the right direction. I have to, uh, the the show I went to earlier this year, um, in their defense, they did have um, a big, like, basket wireframe thing. Yeah. And everybody was encouraged to deposit their badge and lanyard into it. So let's talk about that. So they don't get recycled. Well, I would have thought the paper component would have been, but obviously. No. So here's what happens, right? Uh, Now, some of them do. But if, if you have a, if you have a conference where they use ribbons, you know, those ribbons that stick on the badges, once that's on the back of that badge, that badge is done. Because when you pull off the ribbon, it leaves the nasty sticky stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Um, If you, you know, we do, um, you know, or we have a couple clients that still do like the dots for people that have uh, allergies. Once those are on there, they're ruined. Um, and then people get really weirded out about reusing a badge holder. I do not know why, um, because it's just a badge holder, right? It's yeah. but people get really weirded out when it, they find out it's, it was used at the conference before. They like think that there's cooties on it. Yeah, because because uh, that's what people do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. People are. Stupid. I would love oh, to my... see a. I love to see a badge holder that's actually made out of cardboard. Well, the new badges isn't that what they are? Um, you know, some of them are vinyl, but some of them are actually pressed paper, which is essentially cardboard. Which is much better. Um, all the ones of all the badges of all the shows I've been to, they've all been plastic holders. Yeah, I, I have a buddy who owns a printing company, right? And and you know we were laughing one time because he, he's like, we're in his shop, right? I was picking up badges for clients and, and he's like, this is the most sustainable thing to do. He's like, all of the paper in this shop has come from there. It's not old growth forest. It's forests that are grown specifically for paper. Right. He's like, so when this is done, we're going to recycle the paper. And then that paper comes back into the system. He's like, printing is actually the most. Now, when you add coatings to paper, right, when you, you get that glossy finish. Yeah, or it's, when it's been processed in some way to yeah. find the look and feel, yeah. You know, then you've wrecked then you've wrecked the whole sustainability portion of it. But if you just have a badge, there's not too much wrong with it. Yeah, um, my, all my business cards are, uh, are printed on uh, recycled paper or, or card. Yeah. So you, can do, you can do stuff. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, um, um, oh yeah, there's another thing. Um, swag. Oh. So you know, 
that's got to be the most unsustainable thing. Unless, of course, it's printed documents that are not in plastic binders. That's kind of all right. But the trinkets and the plushies and... Oh, trinkets and trash are the fucking worst when it comes to sustainability. I mean, honestly, it, it, it truly is. First off, half that shit people throw in the garbage the second they get it. Right, you're walking down a, a, a trade show aisle, and you go into some someone's booth or stand, and and they hand you that plastic puzzle, right? Oh yeah. You you take it back to your hotel, and it goes into the garbage. I must admit, the the, the the amount I've collected, I've actually got like a most of this is going to the charity shop because somebody's going to really enjoy play with this. You hope anyway. Yeah, uh, I imagine uh, the only one th- th- there's a couple of things I've really kept. Uh, uh, you um, uh, flash drives are very handy, very handy because booting up operating systems and all that sort of malarkey. However, um, I've got a pair of socks from one show. Socks are kind of cool. Socks oh, are like the new thing. That's brilliant because I I, I get to use them all the time. It's so brilliant. we actually we have a client that does. They, they always have a, a giveaway like that, right? Where it's yeah. a it's a it's a hat, a winter hat, or socks or something. And they've gotten to be kind of uh, the cool thing, right? And so every year people are mad dashing to make sure they get whatever this is because, like, people snatch them up so fast and use them. And I think that's where you go with the trinkets and trash swag portion of it. You stop giving away shit that people aren't going to use. That's the thing. Can you imagine if somebody um, so gave away, like, a really good – um, thermal woolly hat for in the winter and you're going to remember the who gave it to you because it kept you warm yeah as long as, as it's cool as opposed to yeah i've got a trinket look it's shiny like we, we volunteer or I, we haven't since covid but uh, you know for the M- M- michigan avenue magnificent mile lights parade right which is the big disney parade here in in chicago at, at christmas and Every year, Subaru gave, you know, beanie hats or, you know, little little hats with the palm on top of it. Yeah. Every year we get a new hat. All of those hats are still in use in this household. My kid, you know, he loves them. Like, he's got, like, one of every color. Um, so that's a great thing. You know, the other thing yeah. is yeah. charging cables, right? You know, the, the charging cables like lightning cables and don't get the cheap ones that won't work. Um, but if you get a good charging cable, that's awesome. See, you that's, know? that's the whole thing's going to change. It's, it's going to go from the I'm going to impress you with a shiny thing on the end of a keychain to something that's actually practical and kind of solves the problem. And you're going to remember who gave it to you. Yeah. And not only is that a good marketing thing, but it's actually sustainable because people will wear hats and gloves and scarves and jackets because they are practical and will get rid of anything that's made of plastic because it's got a one-time use. Yeah. And I really wish people would stop giving away metal water bottles Um, just because there's so many of them out there now. People have done them for so long that no one wants another metal water bottle. Oh, is it? Can you say the same about those coffee cups with a, with a sippy lid on top? The kind of you know the, the kind of thing that a baby would hold and took to his mouth and sip milk or juice or something. That's what yeah. they always looked like to me. Yeah, well, actually, and on all of our episodes uh, today, I don't have one, but I'm usually either I usually either have that one from I got from Hubelo, um that they sent me, or the I have one that I had I got um, at 
convening leaders in Pittsburgh, uh, oh, nice. right, which was from the embassy suites in in Pittsburgh. It's a big metal water glass. Now, that's been a few years now since they were in Pittsburgh, and that is still a daily use item for me. Well, if Hubert listening, I could do with a coffee cup just like that. Yeah, well, that's perfect. Like, yeah, hey, can, you, nice. can, you, can, you, can you send Bob a water cup? Yeah, yeah, I, I just need one of those for water or coffee, whatever. Whatever's nice. Yeah, and you know, not not to belabor this and and you know have this become yeah. a, a whole thing on trinkets and trash, but you know the other ways that you can right there is the promote public transportation and carpooling um, in cities like Chicago here, London. Uh, you know, public transport is actually a very easy thing, right? You know, here in Chicago, you can jump on the L and be downtown in London, you land at Heathrow and jump on the tube, whatever it happens to be. Um, it's very, public transportation is actually the preferred mode of travel because it'll get you there faster. Um, you know, in other places, it's hard, but it's doable, right? You know, yeah. if you if you can collect all of your attendees, um, if you're providing transportation, if you can collect them all in one place and put them all on a bus, especially a new bus, not something belching diesel. Um, but if you can put them on a newer bus, that is good that, you know, one bus ride is much more sustainable than 50 car rides. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is where possible, if you happen to use a taxi service or you need to pick up individuals, try and use a service that has electric vehicles. Oh, yeah, because that's going to help, um, you know, and then the other two, you know, items. And I think specifically you had put these on the list, um, but, you know, education, you're uh, educating your attendees, um, you know, on what you're trying to do. They will help, you know, if you tell them they will help. Um, and then the other one is, you know, measure and report. Right. You know, take what take everything that you're doing and let your attendees and the world know what you're doing. Um by making them part of the effort to be sustainable. Yeah. As opposed to, it doesn't matter what you turn up with, we'll just clean up the mess afterwards, don't worry. But if you make them part of the process, we're all in it together to be more sustainable, then you've got a better chance of succeeding. Yeah. And, and, you know, it actually, it blows me away. Humans are, we're kind of dumb, right? And we're extremely short-sighted. You know, even if the biggest climate change denier in the world. I, I always want to just look at him and go, okay, so if it isn't true, what's wrong with making it a, a nicer place? <laughs> yeah. If you're sustainable, I mean, it. the world just looks better, smells better. You could admit when sustainability is, is in action, it, everything does look a little bit tidier. It does. And so I, I can't understand tidy. I can't, cannot understand the desire to not do it, but, um, but shaming, uh, and you know, especially on this type of thing works, right? So if you are making, if you are in industry A, and let's say there's three shows in that industry, um, I'm thinking about one industry we have a client in, there are three big shows. They're the biggest, right? If they, when they start to do things, the other two shows either copy it or fall in line because they don't want to be seen as whatever. So as, as our client pushes more sustainability things um, and they, and they actually have a plan for it. It's not even like we have to even mention it. They're already, they're already on it. Um, those other two shows are going to follow along. 
So that is why you need to report on it and get the information out there. It's not it's not to toot your own horn, although that is a good thing that happens because of it. It's to get others to actually do it too. Yeah, I mean, and don't forget, um, you should pod and uh, ask and question and find out what. Um, so if you've got a set of vendors that you can choose from, ask each one, what is your sustainability plan? What, what are you doing? And then choose the best one. And, and that know that you're promoting it and in your own way. Well, and know that know that some sections of the industry aren't there yet. So we all need to ask. And if you ask enough, and AV is one of those places I'm thinking of, right? It's that's one of the that's one segment of the industry where it's it, they're not doing a ton there yet. Um, but knowing that if we all just ask at some point, if everybody keeps asking the same question, they're going to have to answer the question. Um, and then that will spur some change there. You know, I'm also not some hardliner that says, well, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, we can't use you. No, I would prefer if you did X, Y, and Z, but if you're the only option and the best option, I'm going with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not sort of like name and shame as a punishment, but it should be a case of, how could we make things better together? How could we be more sustainable together? What do we have to do to make it work? And you can work with people and encourage them because it is an investment and it's a time. Yeah. You know, not everybody can put it in straight away. So. Well, you know, and that's, that's the thing, right? You know, if someone is making a good, honest effort and isn't there yet. Okay. That's cool. You're, you, you are doing, you know, yes, I really truly wish you would go faster, but okay. I get it. You know, so change across a massive organization, you know, any of the hotel brands, for example, which they're all getting there. But but for some of the hotel brands, it's taken a lot longer. But look at the size of some of these organizations, right? They're global. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're global and they're get, their supply chain must be massive. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what's going to be very interesting is to see what the sustainability options are going to be at the upcoming Event Tech Live. Yeah, I haven't even looked. But I should. Well, you're going, aren't you? Oh yeah. Well, we're actually we're actually going to be recording a a bunch of episodes from Event Tech Live. Yeah. So it's going to be a good chance to actually talk, talk to some of these people and get some feedback about what their their efforts are. Yeah, that's actually interesting. You know, I do, I actually have a standard list of questions uh, that I that I ask right when I'm walking around to to all of the exhibitors, um, because I do I love to talk to them and and. I think sustainability might have to be a question and then we can do a follow-up episode on this. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. You know, because again, event tech is a place where, you know, it's kind of like AV, right? It's, you know, sustainability is strong for this company, not strong for this company. Some of them are quasi doing things, but they don't really know. They're just kind of lumbering through it. Um, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the ones that actually have a plan. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, as mentioned, uh, the amount of swag available, what kind of swag? Are they going to be more sustainable options or is it just going to be the no. usual classic? No. <laughs> swag is the one place we just don't learn. Imagine the last, the very last show I went to, um, the it was definitely, you could see it was a lot less swag. Now, I don't know whether it's because financially people can't pay for it anymore or they've deemed it not worth for marketing or whether sustainability is the 
is the thing. But there was an awful lot less of it. Uh, I know. I can probably answer that question. Um, for a while, it was supply lines. You just couldn't get it. Well, yeah, we, we, we had we had we had a client for an event last uh, a year ago, February. Were we in person then? Yeah, we, I think we were. Uh, but yeah. anyway, um, it, it was un yeah, it, it was unreal. I mean, literally, we were taught because we have a preferred provider for them. It was, hey, is this a notebook available? No, 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 no. Uh, I can do half your order on this one. No, oh. yes, that one's available. I mean, so yeah. so a lot of people just gave up for a year, right? They were like, eh, we're just not going to have anything because we can't get what we want. Um, then cost, now that stuff's back, cost has gone way up. So people are, but if you are sourcing your trinkets and trash, please, for the love of God, pick things that people are going to use. Notebooks. I love notebooks. If they're, but, but okay, if you're picking the notebook, pick a good notebook. Don't pick the 30 cent notebook that someone that is going to fall apart in the, you know, the little. Yeah, three. it's going to be, as I said before, when it comes to swag, uh, it's the useful stuff that people are going to remember you for, not for the plastic trinket. Yeah. You know, so that, if it's a really good notebook and you've been using it to take notes. Yeah. Know. It's really funny. I have, uh, I have a drawer that has all of the notebooks I've collected over the years, the good notebooks. And that's the other thing. If you are an attendee, only take things you're going to use. Don't like, you know, don't be one of those people that walks around with a shopping bag collecting trinkets and trash. Don't be that asshole. You know, just if somebody has a great notebook and they want to give it to you, awesome. If somebody has a crappy notebook, say yeah. no. Yeah. You know, you can still like their product and not take their the, oh, the crap. Best, uh Best piece of swag I saw was actually chocolate cake. The, 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 the stand, they just had chocolate cake and people would take a slice and eat it. I mean, it's brilliant. That's the best one. Yeah, I I got to go with you on that one. That's a, that's pretty good. And what that's a, about bad. Free coffee what, from Seavent and then you go to the stand and you get the, the chocolate cake. It's brilliant. What a perfect way to end that episode on chocolate cake. Oh, yes. So, all right. So, Bob, what do we want people to do here? You know, got to have that call to action. Uh, Total action, know. right? Um, be picky. Yes. When it comes when it comes to choosing suppliers and vendors, if they're not the same thing, um, the venue, swag. swag, and all the rest of it. Be picky and ask questions. Is this from a sustainable source? What's going to happen to it once it gets binned? Yeah, that, be I mean, it's, of it's what, what you're choosing. It's literally that simple. Right. It's if if we start being picky, if we start asking all the questions, it happens. Right. If we're all silent and kind of trudge through our day, then nothing's ever going to change. Exactly. So thank you for listening, everybody. If you have some idea for sustainability or you got a good story about it, get in touch and let us know. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bullet List Show. You can find more episodes on our blog at bullet-list.com or on your favorite podcast platform. The blog has an RSS feed so you can keep up with the latest news. There's also a podcast RSS feed if that's what you prefer. Both details can be found on the blog. Finally, we have a Facebook group where we welcome your feedback 
ideas for topics and suggestions for guests. Please come and join us. We're looking forward to seeing you there.